Welcome into another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Billy Umbody. With me is Shay Dixon. As Labor Day is behind us, the weekend of college football, uh, a loaded one, uh, an impressive one if you're an LSU fan. Uh, and now we can finally turn our attention to LSU Texas week. This has been a long time coming, Shea, but it's finally here. We just wrapped up with Ed Ogeron, and and you can tell there's there's just a, a big energy uh, about this game now. Yeah, we'll get to bulletin board material later, but uh, he didn't give any. Uh, you could tell he was excited about the matchups here, you know, the Texas offense and then Todd Orlando and that defense. And you could also tell uh, that Orgeron thought they played really well. Uh, you could just sense that uh, when they went through the film, uh, he didn't find many mistakes. He'll clean up some penalties, uh, some things like that. He said, look, not everybody played perfect, but uh, for an opener for any game, uh, but especially for an opener, that was about as crisp as you'll see a football team. That's what LSU fans are most impressed by. Uh, and I think from listening to Coach O for 20 minutes today, uh, I think you could tell he was impressed as well. Yeah, and we talked about it in our podcast right after the game on the field in Tiger Stadium. We were looking for maybe a couple things to clean up. I, did, I certainly didn't find any post game. I feel really the same about it. Maybe some penalties, like you said. But now they can turn their attention to, to Texas and the fact that they'll be at full strength, right? I mean, they're, they're really the only injury that Ed Ogeron mentioned today was when I asked him about Sony Fanua if he was going to be able to play, and, and he's out with uh, what appeared to be hand surgery is what o, o said. But they got two major pieces back on both sides of the ball. Yeah, that was the news of, of the day, is that two guys who didn't start last week, didn't play, that normally start, uh, were left tackle Sadiq Charles and middle linebacker Michael Divinity. Uh, and those were noticeable absences. I mean, basically everybody got to play, and they weren't playing Orgeron said, we're keeping everything in-house. I'm not going to give you a reason. Uh, and then he was asked today about their status, and he very quickly just said, both are, both are playing. Both are going to play this weekend. So, uh, obviously, you don't have to talk much about the left tackle spot, Billy. I mean, Charles is going to start. He's going to play the whole time. But we got to see Badara Trehor, and maybe more importantly, he's a senior, but maybe more importantly, Dare Rosenthal got a good number uh, of series in from really the first half on. Uh, playing left tackle. He doesn't look like he's there right now, uh, but it's clear, you know, moving from defense to offense and playing on the blind side, he can play that position. But uh, I thought the most interesting thing, Billy, was that Michael Divinity is one of your stars, right? And the guy who played in his place, Damone Clark, may have had the best game on Saturday. And then Orgeron tossed in that uh, Patrick Queen obviously had a fumble uh, recovery, nearly housed it for a touchdown. He played behind Jacob Phillips, who's hella talented. And uh, I thought, right. I thought maybe Billy, one of the marquee things or the most important things he said was that everyone was going to play, that they weren't about to pick one guy over the other uh, after what they saw last weekend and knowing now that Divinity's coming back. And Ogeron also said that Dave Aranda had about 15 different defenses lined up for that Georgia Southern game. I'm sure he'll have something for the Texas Longhorns as well, but they only used one of them this coming week now. And Ed Ogeron kind of uh, got a little particular uh, when asked about Tyler Shelvin, who was really impressive on Saturday night, and we talked about him on the podcast right after the game, but he said, I want to be real careful with what I say, and then just went on to praise Shelvin, uh, said he really played at a high, high level, only had two lows, graded out about 85%, which is really good. But you can tell there's going to be definitely a, a more um, exotic plan for Texas, and that's going to involve having all those linebackers on the field. Yeah, he definitely. We know the four middle linebackers are going to play a good bit. We saw him moving exactly what we thought. Jacoby Stevens down, 
to the line of scrimmage. Delpit uh, obviously plays there a good bit, and, and Todd Harris is that over-the-top safety. Uh, we knew that was coming. That was kind of the base look that they gave this week. Uh, but I, I did like him saying that he's still going to get Clark, Queen, all those guys onto the field, even with Divinity back. I think that's smart. Uh, but I do. I think we're getting uh, more exotic with what they can do uh, going into this weekend because we haven't uh, really seen anything like that. Well, they talked about four-man fronts and three-man fronts and you know putting Thornton and, uh, and Chase on, on the field at the same time and all these different things. And uh, as you said, they didn't have to do any of it. So uh, I'm curious what this week holds, but uh, I will say quickly um, that that was the best we've ever seen, Shelvin. And I, obviously yeah. that's why O was, uh, probably has spent three years now yelling at Tyler Shelvin to do this and that and finally said, okay, hold on, I'm going to praise him, but I want him to keep going. Uh, but that's big for them. I mean, in games past, he either couldn't get out there or he was waving to come off. Same with Ed Alexander. Uh, Shelvin looked like he was, for a kid who weighs what he does, he looked to be in shape. Yeah, he was excellent. And 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 uh, Apu Aika got a little bit of burn too, which was important in that season opener. But look, this week they have another running quarterback to defend. They're going to have to defend Sam Ellinger, who... Again, we'll kind of get to some bulletin board material from, from Caleb Achasson, but he said, look, I played against him in the state championship game when I was at North Shore. Kind of more of a runner. They're going to have to defend that. They're going to have to deal with that. And Ed Ogeron called him, you know, he said he's not, a, not as great of a player as, as Tim Tebow was, but he's a better thrower. So high praise from Ed Ogeron in, his what, in what could end up being really a battle of two of college football's best quarterbacks. Yeah, I think that... And the more I dig into it, the more similar they are, right? And Burrow's probably a better passer, but I think that both possess a lot of those same traits on and off the field. Like, I yeah. think that they're both the most respected kids on the team. They work hard. They're just about football. That's what you want out of your quarterback. And you could tell, and Chason took his shot, and, and he, you know, that's that's Texas football, Billy. You know that. Yeah. Um, but I think Chason has a lot of respect for what Ellinger does. He said that uh, even after that game in high school. He said that was the best quarterback we've ever played. Uh, at the high school level. So um, high praise from Orgeron today, though, saying, look, I'm not saying he is Tebow, not saying he's not, but that's the kind of player he is, but he can throw it better. And, geez, with Texas's running back depth, they don't have much of it. Uh, he's going to have to throw the football, but I'm betting that uh, Ellinger is going to be running it a good bit or at least trying to run it a good bit this weekend because uh, they're low on options. You know, one thing I think we're going to see from LSU, too, is involve Joe Burrow in the run game. That wasn't a part of any of it no. uh, at all, and smartly, right? You don't want him getting hurt, and he didn't get sacked in the game. But this is a game where one of these two quarterbacks, and, and Ellinger is already, both of them have already endeared themselves to their fan bases, but for Burrow especially, uh, a win like this can really take that legacy to the next level. Ellinger already has a Sugar Bowl win over Georgia, and you know he beat Texas in the regular season, or he beat Oklahoma in the regular season last year. Burrow can really start to cement his legacy as one of the best in recent memory. Yeah, and I think it's really more of a national thing because mm -hmm. Ellinger had. I saw Burrow today went for the first time ever from off the board to on the board with Heisman still low odds, but um, Ellinger had all the preseason Heisman talk and. Uh, look, you mentioned a big Oklahoma win. Burrow had a big Georgia win. They both won an equal bowl game, you know, in a year six bowl. So, uh, yes, you know, the whole Texas is back. Ellinger being a Texas kid, a Westlake kid, that's going to get the hype more than the Ohio State, you know, three-star that went to Ohio State and didn't play and now is at LSU. But uh, I think this is Burrow's chance, as you said, to really, if LSU wins and he plays well, he's elevated into the national conversation more than he's ever been. 
No question, and a lot more conversation off the field happening uh, between LSU and a little bit with Texas, and we'll get into that after this quick break on the Go 24-7 podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. We mentioned heading into the break, a little bit of bulletin board material, a little bit of trash talk. On uh, on Tuesday, our, our buddy Jock Doucet tweeted out a video of, of Caleb on Chasson postgame uh, against Texas, or against uh, after after the Georgia Southern game, basically saying uh, he's been talking to some of his friends on the Texas team and they think they've got a chance and other people out there think that Texas has a chance, but straight up, I don't think that they have a chance right and very very straight up like not joking around just said look I, they think they've got a shot I don't obviously I don't think that they're going to beat us and uh this is what followed up what Chase on said uh, about Ellinger again we talked about it in the first uh segment or the first half of the pod but uh they played in a 6a title game one of the great 6a title games yeah. in recent memory between Westlake and North Shore uh Chase on blocks a field goal that would have won it for Westlake partially blocks it at the end of the game uh, they miss that field goal. They go to overtime. Chason makes a big play in overtime, and they win. Um, and he had the he had the comment. Uh, what was it exactly that he said? Uh, he, I played him before. Um, not that great of a thrower. He's got he can run. Doesn't have much of an arm. And we're paraphrasing, but that's what he said. So you've got the trash talk coming there. You've got Texas showing up last week in the real DBU shirts. Yep. The only you know that's been everywhere on Twitter. Uh, the DBs warming up in DBU shirts. Uh, and then obviously we had Geis talking smack to Matthew McConaughey, a diehard yep. Texas grad. Uh, and then Fournette with the not safe for work comments uh, just said basically we're going to beat the you know what uh, out of all those country bumpkins. Um, maybe it yeah, probably hasn't been to Austin recently. There's not a no, lot of country bumpkins in Austin, but no. uh, Texas in general uh, was his, what he was speaking on, I guess. But there's uh, we haven't heard a lot from the Texas up. They're staying quiet, but. Uh, LSU's boys, and mainly the ones who are in the NFL or from Texas, yeah. uh, are not holding back. Well, and look, I mean, this this defensive team for for LSU and really the secondary is is mainly you know Texas kids. I mean, Kerry Vincent uh, is from is from Texas, Port Arthur, and 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 Grant Delpit's from Houston, and uh, Kayla Vaughn's from Houston, and so you've got a little bit of a Texas vibe to that to that defensive side of the ball. And then in the Texas secondary, I mean, you have one time LSU commit Caden Stearns. You've got Jalen Cook and Anthony Cook, who really a lot of people thought one of them would end up at LSU uh, during their recruitment. So there's a lot of like intertwined stories. I was on a, a, a radio hit earlier this this morning, and just 
talking about all the different storylines. Like you can start at Tom Herman and Ed Ogeron, but this entire week is just like full of them. Yeah, and we have a story coming to the site that I've been working on. Um, Tom Herman obviously was the reason Joe Burrow went to Ohio State. He recruited him and, and eventually got him a scholarship from uh, Urban Meyer and then obviously left right before he signed. Uh, and Tim Beck showed up as the new OC at Ohio State, and who's now the OC at Texas. And when Herman got to Houston, the first college offer that Sam Ellinger had was Houston. Uh, obviously, he was always going to go to Texas when the opportunity presented itself. But uh, there's so many storylines here, even... Todd Orlando bases his defense a lot off of kind of a Dave Aranda-style defense. He replaced him at Utah State when Aranda went to Wisconsin. Aranda and Beck have played many times before. Uh, same with Aranda and Herman when they were all at Wisconsin and Ohio State and Nebraska. Um, so, yeah, the storylines run deep, way deeper than, uh, than you would normally have. And obviously the biggest one, as you said, was the whole. Uh, and both coaches remained mom. We were on the teleconference yesterday with Herman. And he said that uh, he had no comment on the LSU job. And when they were searching for him, Orgeron asked the same thing. No comment. I'm focused on their team this week, and that's it. Uh, so neither coach is going to say anything. But obviously the dominant storyline is the whole uh, what Ross Dellinger wrote in Sports yeah. Illustrated this week of LSU's coaching search and how it was Herman and, and Orgeron. And look, I mean, I talked to somebody after the game on, on Saturday. I said, do you, you think Ed's going to sleep this week? And, and I just kind of got a laugh. Didn't get an answer, but got a laugh out of out of that person. And uh, I think that's the case. I think both of these coaches know what's on the line, not only from the whole per- perception thing, but recruiting. You know, obviously the rest of their season, both of these programs want to win a national championship this year, feel like they have the teams to do it. Um, and especially be in that that race for the college football playoff. And it starts really in Austin. I mean, the road for LSU and the road for Texas, it starts in Austin this weekend at Saturday night. Yeah, one thing I thought, it doesn't mean anything, but I think that Orgeron feels confident about this game. Uh, and not that I don't think Herman does, but it didn't take minutes into the Herman press conference for him to, to say, look, they're not handing out the Big 12 trophy this weekend. You know, Bowles isn't going to be there giving us the trophy. So... The road to the playoffs may not end for whoever loses this game. Right. Um, but that said, it seems like uh, uh, LSU, look, they've climbed to, when we were starting this podcast, over five-point favorites on the road at that. They played so crisp last week. Um, you just have to thank it, too. Texas has had some guys injured. LSU has nobody really injured of note. Um, that LSU would be the team that's favored here. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that much more on Texas, uh, on the recruiting battles at stake here with LSU and Texas later in the week. We're going to talk to our friends over at Horns247 for a podcast or two, and then we'll be on to uh, preview the game for all of you fine folks listening to the podcast. Uh, so feel free to leave us a rating, a review, and hit that subscribe button. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Hope everyone has a great rest of the week.